Sunday, the 11th of June, 2023. You might just be in Peter Maritzburg at the 96th Comrades Marathon, the down run to the Kingsmead Stadium. Imagine that. Welcome to Hitno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. <laughs> yes, actually, it is the power of imagination that brought you to this point in life. No, not the kilometers that you've put into it. No, not the months, the weeks, the years of run training. It is, first of all, that idea, imagining yourself doing it. And as the intro said, my name is Heiko. Thanks for joining today's show. If you are a first-time listener, Great Choice Fast is all about you, the runner, helping you become better or stronger and faster. How do we do that? Well... You know, quite often in life, we are sometimes our own worst enemy and we find excuses rather than solutions or we are stuck in old beliefs. And this is what the show is all about, helping you overcome that, giving you little bits and tricks and suggestions on how you can really become that runner that you want to be. Yes, I am a big fan of the Comrades Marathon. Look, I mean... Having spent 35 years of, of running and enjoying it, having done numerous marathons, and I've, I've been very fortunate, very blessed. I've run marathons in different parts of the world. The Comrades is, for me, the one that's, wow, right up there, number one. Of course, I'm biased. I'm South African. <laughs> but it is something that, well, there's another podcast which I've dedicated, another show on a podcast which I've dedicated just to the Comrades Marathon. There's also a YouTube video out there which you can have a look at in case you want some more details. But here it's more about, I want to share my my biggest regards to you standing on the starting line and my biggest respect to every single one of you that that not just signed up, but it is going to be standing there. You know, you've come a long way, hours of sacrificing your time to train, to recover, to well, just... And I spend time planning that race and, and not to mention the logistics of getting there, of where to stay, when to get up, what to eat before your race, whether to eat, hoping last night's meal you had is going to be digested. <laughs> and you've spent hours away from your friends and family training, running. That helped you heal up when you were sore, ensured you had your head clear for keeping up to date with your training schedule. You've taken a lot out of yourself and everyone close to you. And a little bit of, you know facts about the comrades i mean arguably one of the toughest and most popular ultra marathons in the world did you know it was started by the single inspiration of a war vet so it's actually a living war memorial and at the start of the first world war vic clapham he signed up with the eighth south african infantry and then they were sent to they were sent to um, now called tanzania and during this time this Vic Clapham and many other soldiers, they marched over 2,700 kilometers in pursuit of, of various battalions and, and, and what have you. And after the war ended, you know, Clapham, he, he had this idea and he wanted to establish a memorial. Now, you've got to think, this is way before internet, okay? This is way before even, you know, having a direct phone connection. This is way before many things, <laughs> And, and he had this idea that he wanted to establish a memorial to the suffering and the deaths of the comrades during the war, the camaraderie and overcoming those hard hardships. And he conceived the idea of the comrades. 
and Kaplan asked for permission to stage the 90-kilometer race between Pietermaritzburg and Durban under the name of the Comrades Marathon. And who would have thought that this simple vision of one guy, one, one truly amazing person, you know, would result in an ultramarathon that is soon going to celebrate a hundred years? And all, all he did is he maintained that if infantrymen drafted into the armed forces, you know, from sedentary jobs, they could endure those marches over great distances. A trained athlete could cover the distance between two cities, Peter Maritzburg and Durban, without great difficulty. And he wanted to remember the, those that had fallen in the war and, and honor them. And now you, standing on that start line, I really want to appeal to you. Realize that this is what it's about. Each and every other runner on that start line, he had the same doubts, the same fears, the same questions, the same story, all in his or her unique way, why he wanted to be here. And whether you're a veteran runner, you're going for your green number. By the way, if you are, respect to you, really. I mean, what a great feeling, you know, being overtaken by someone who's got a green number and just realizing this is a person who demands absolute respect for his or her tenacity. Or if you're that first-time runner and maybe you're already dreaming. You don't just want to finish well. Perhaps you're dreaming of a special medal you want to get, or perhaps you're already thinking of the back-to-back -back medal. <laughs> By the way, that, that medal was introduced in 2005. It's awarded to runners who complete the comrades in back-to-back -back years. No specific time to beat, just run under 12 hours, but two years in a row and you'll get the medal. I think that's one of the medals I'm most proud of getting that because I had that picture in my mind a long time and I, and I knew living abroad I'll have to fly there two years in a row and I'll have to make everything work health-wise so it's a anyway it's a worthy challenge to go after but I want to burst that bubble a bit and I mean this most respectfully almost anyone in more or less good health can run the comrades marathon look it's about 12 hours you, you need to do it under 12 hours so that's about eight minutes per kilometer so if you run anywhere a kilometer between 7 or minutes and 7 minutes 30, you'll be able to finish it. And it will, as it says, grow on you. It'll be an experience that... Let me first explain to you a little bit about the medals. There's a finisher medal, and the cutoff for the marathon is 12 hours. So everybody who crosses before 12 hours will receive the um, Vic Clapham medal now you know the history you've heard about it Vic Clapham so that's a proud medal you're going to be displaying you're going to be hanging around your neck <laughs> there's a bronze medal and the bronze medal that is for between 10 hours and 11 hours so it's a sub 11 hours comrade and for that you need a 717 minute per kilometer pace and it's a very nice medal I have one of them hanging here just behind me where I'm recording the show <laughs> there's a Bill Rowan medal Bill Rohn, that um, he won the first Comrades Marathon in 1921 in 8 hours or 59 minutes. And this medal was introduced in 2000 and it's awarded to finishers who cross the line between 7.30 and 8.59. By the way, that's going to be my next one. <laughs> there is a silver medal. The silver medal is the oldest medal in the Comrades Marathon. It's awarded um, uh, uh, to, so you need a 7.30 run. You need a sub-7.30 run to get a, a silver medal. Pretty impressive time. There's the Isavel Rosh Kelly medal. 
Uh, it's awarded to any woman who runs a sub 730. Shout out to all of you who have received one of those. Very impressive. Then there is the Wally Hayward medal. Again, some comrades history here. Wally Hayward won five times. And three of those occasions, he broke the course record. He also set the record for the oldest comrades finisher in 1989 at the age of, drumroll, 80. <laughs> and he still ran it in under 11 hours. So this, is the, this medal, Wally Hayward medal, is presented to anyone who, who finishes outside the top 10 but ran under 6 hours. And apparently quite a few of them are handed out. Then, of course, there's the gold medal. It's given to the top 10 men and women. But again, Heiko, you haven't explained. You interrupted now what is so special with this medal story. Yes, I, I get asked that a lot. And I suppose it's like explaining to someone what makes your mum's lasagna so good or what made my dad tell a story so special. <laughs> you had to be there. You needed to be there whilst they cooked it, tasted the meal, listened to the story, watch it unfold. And that's what the comrades, that's what's so special about it. And... Not only the honoring, the sacrifice, the endurance, the fortitude, and, and remembering comrades in arms who fell in that great war, 1940 to 1918, we can't even relate to it, but we're doing something that's relating back to that time. You know, it left over 8 million military personnel and 6 million civilians dead. And Vic Clapham, the founder, he really wanted to establish a challenge not to forget those people that paid such a high price for freedom. And he envisioned a future, and it's going to be the 93rd event. Now tell me, why, do you really think he had any idea how this marathon was going to grow? <laughs> and is that not going to give us, you and me, some hope, some real added power to start dreaming even bigger? So what does it mean to envision a future? Often we make goals and quite too often life distracts us and we forget about the plan we made and then we're surprised and then we end up frustrated because another year has passed and we're not anywhere closer to where we wanted to be just a few months before. It was with me like, I know what I'm talking about here, I'm not pointing any fingers. Many years until I finally did the Comrades Marathon. First when I was living abroad for many years away from South Africa. <laughs> that I then finally decided, now I'm going to do it. Why didn't I do it before? I got distracted. Why didn't I do it whilst I was living there? I was younger then. I was in much better shape then. <laughs> and there's a combination why we don't do it. We have unclear goals. They're not yet clear in our head. We're sending mixed signals. You know, it's like... Um, that guy who gets inside a cab and he says, you know, take me to the airport. And then as they're driving along, he says, no, take me back. I forgot my passport. And then he says, um, no, go somewhere else. I need to go to my mother's place. I need to drop off some, some keys. And then he says to the cab driver, take me to the bank. I forgot to pick up money. And at the end of the day, the cab driver, he takes him to the police station. He realizes that the passenger has lost his mind. So it's, it's unclear goals, mixed signals. Or, or we're not properly, or let's say, unsustainable motivation um, we're doing it perhaps for recognition we want that selfie or we just want that medal and then of course <clears throat> there are two big ones lack of discipline and focus or we are self-sabotaging by really saying you know we just didn't have the energy to go for a run today and i don't just have the time to put in those kilometers <laughs> but the three elements of a vision which vic clapham definitely had purpose the first element is 
purpose. The purpose is the reason why your running goal exists, why you want to do it. And if you haven't got one, that's what I told you now, to remember those military and, and other personnel that, that got killed, got died during that war from 1914 to 1918, <laughs> to remember that. The picture, the second element is your picture of the future. What, what do you, what, what is that going to be like? How clear is it? How clear picture can you visualize your ideal future run, your future run performance and your core values? Those are the tools that you need to guide your decisions and your actions and they need to be really deep. You know, that needs to really being clear about what you want to achieve. And being clear about your goals, your, your run dreams, your run aspirations, you know, starting off with really knowing yourself and looking inward to understand what is it. And that's a difficult exercise. And I'm sure Vic Clapham, he thought a lot about this whole thing. He, he really had to be very clear about this because it forces you to be honest with yourself and to respect upon where you are, what is going on and not so well in your life, mostly what it is you truly want to achieve. A little bit I can relate to this when I did the 12 marathons in 12 countries on 12 consecutive days to, to raise money for a refugee camp in, in Jordan at the time. You really need to be absolutely clear. The first step you know, towards clarity of goals is to start envisioning what you wish your future to look like. And I wanted to do something for that specific refugee camp because I'd passed there so many times and I couldn't do anything. Just look. <laughs> so at this stage, you don't worry about how. You know, just envision what you want to achieve. And if you're thinking in terms of your running, ask yourself, what can you achieve if, for example, and you need to, it's like you need to become a kid again and think a little bit like a kid. What can I achieve if I remain without injury and follow a training plan the next two or the next four years? Just imagine what you could achieve. Or which race would you sign up for tomorrow if you know you, you couldn't fail? And what are your or what do you need to change in your life for these things to become a reality? And why you want to achieve a specific goal or sets of goals, that's the most important thing. Your motivation for achieving that goal, standing on the line right now, is based on extrinsic factors. It is likely that if you don't get the outcome you're expecting very quickly, and at an ultramarathon usually you don't, you're going to be discouraged, you're going to abandon it. But if you have intrinsic motivation and you're standing on that start line, it's associated with a clear goal, you're going to have fun through the whole process, no matter how much you're going to suffer. <laughs> and this you did by reviewing your wins, small wins or bigger wins. And then you start to dream about what can you accomplish in the following week. The truth is, there are keys to remaining in motivation to continuously being motivated and they're the same keys which are going to unlock those people that are stuck you know the brain has got this plasticity it means you can keep on learning growing and making changes in your life no matter how much time has passed you can always formulate a new vision a new goal <laughs> remember wally hayward oldest to run the comrades marathon sub 11 time wow so make space in your life to take a closer look at your past, where you have come from in terms of your running, your present, where you currently are, and your future. And congratulate yourself for the accomplishment achievements. Allow yourself then to daydream, you know, <laughs> and allow yourself to wonder about 
Where are you going to go to? What's going to happen after this Comrades Marathon? Ask yourself, if you're using your running talents, your skills and abilities, and maybe there's a new additional skill that you would like to to improve upon or add something. Strength training, for example. (laughs) More heel repeats, especially after the comrades. And watch out for new opportunities. We miss them too easily. Of course, all of it means you need to be willing to take some risks. But hey, you went from a 10K to a half marathon. That was a risky thing. You went from a half marathon to a full marathon. That's a risk. And now you're standing on the start line of the comrades. So hold on to your vision. Persist. Be careful who you share it with. Allow yourself to share it with others who you know are going to really cheer you on. And if I were you, I would definitely pray about it. Apparently, I've once been told, anything in life we want to accomplish, we need to accomplish on our knees. Give it a try. <laughs> it's an alternative to finding and buying stuff on Amazon, which you didn't even know existed a few minutes ago, and now suddenly you need it. Now, by the way, whilst you are on Amazon, do me a favor and grab a copy of Make Every Step Count. Just enter my name, Heiko Stribble, H-E-I-K-O, Stribble, Make Every Step Count. That is, only get it. If the concept of this podcast is to your liking, why? It's easy to read practical advice on how to develop a helpful attitude towards your running. That's it. And some, re- some readers in the past have told me that strange things happened after reading the chapters because it leads you to become more daring so that you achieve more greater running moments. And that's what about. So from my side, a big salute to Vic Clapham. Ordinary people know their limits, but ultramarathoners know how to push them. And just remember, perhaps you know this feeling after running your first marathon. You knew it. More is possible. And you're going to do more this Sunday. And now that you are nearly about to embark on this journey and you're listening to Shorzaloza and Chariots of Fire for the 10th time, <laughs> enjoy every single second of it. It is as though every major event opens new doors in your brain, helping you to even dream bigger things. So don't squander that potential powerful moment when you're standing there, envisioning great details, you know, what what, what this race is going to be like as you're listening to this, as you're getting the goosebumps. (laughs) And whether it's your first comrade, your 10th, or you're out for a sub-9 or a top 100 finish, it all started with that picture in your mind. Same with Vic Clapham. And the stronger it is, the more you can believe it, you can trust it, and there's going to be more unwavering faith that you're going to get it. So this Sunday, as you go on your journey, thank the Lord for your feet, your legs, your knees, your lungs, and the great athletic body you have. Just a food for thought. You have the chance to give praise every single kilometer, and that's 89 kilometers of thankfulness. 2 Timothy 4, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. Keep the faith, my dear runner. Enjoy the run. My name is Heiko. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.